Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, can you win the argument at the Thanksgiving table? Should you even be trying? Will it cause destruction and disruption in your relationship. Politics, of course, has been uh, pretty taboo around the uh, holidays these days. And a lot of people are stressed out about even having a conversation about politics. So a lot of folks are just uh, avoiding them altogether. But the question is, is that really the healthy thing to do as well? So how do we actually heal the divide? How do we lean into crucial conversations? How do we disagree without being disagreeable? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we know that two-thirds of Americans are stressed out about having a conversation about politics around the Thanksgiving table this year. Uh, But we're going to take a different kind of look at how we go about this. And uh, whenever we're looking for a deeper dive and a better take, uh, we always turn to Lois Collins, 40-year-plus veteran of the Deseret News and uh, the ultimate sage and... uh, someone I look to for a lot of great insight. And uh, one, it's great to have you in studio today, Lois, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You're very kind. Happy to be here. (laughs) Uh, You had a great piece uh, called The Starman Maneuver, How to Win Arguments Without Alienating People. Uh, I think we obviously need this in our nation's capital, but I think we some of us might need it around the Thanksgiving table this week. I probably need it around the Thanksgiving (laughs) table this week. Tell us a little bit about that. So there's a guy named Angel Eduardo, who is really an interesting guy anyway. He's heavily involved in all sorts of arts. He's kind of a natural figure and a great thinker. Um, He was with FAIR, and I believe he just left FAIR to do a big project, and I don't know what that is. don't know why I don't know what that is, but I don't. Anyway, he decided to look at how people could get along, and he says, you know, you think about the straw man argument – Straw man argument when you're attacking your opponent is to um, do a logical fallacy that says I'm going to misrepresent what you say and then I'm going to attack what you say and that way I win the article, mm. you know, the argument. And I think that that happens a lot in politics right now yeah. where we kind of misrepresent each other and then we attack each other. And then other. we attack based on the misrepresentation. Exactly. The opposite approach is a steel man argument. Mm. And in the steel man argument, you really want to win and you want your win to be unassailable. So you attack the strongest part of your opponent's argument. Mm. So you take down something that you can really take down, but where it's it's a strong takedown, it's not fake. Okay. That's a steel man. 
And he recommends star manning, where you take a step further and you engage not only with the most charitable version of the argument, mm. but of the arguer. And this is what we need to do, I think, at Thanksgiving. That's why this resonates right now is that if you can look at your brother across the dinner table and know that you disagree politically, but that you both love your country, you both love your families, you both love each other, and then have a discussion, you can survive the argument and maybe even strengthen the relationship. And that's kind of what the approach is with the star man. So you go a step further and you think the very best of the people that you disagree with. Yeah. And you expect them to do the same. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's such an important component of, one, respecting the the dignity of the person you disagree with. So starting with that dignity component, as you talked about, in terms of that, that charitable best intention. Uh, so you're not doing what we often see. Uh, in the media today where you'll have two politicians going at it and they're not only uh, demeaning their opponent, they're casting aspersions on their opponent, they're creating this monster of their opponent that they can then begin to take down. Well, and he Angel makes the point, too, that we're all first drafts. We're all really doing the best we can. But I guess the question is, are we really, if we're trying to to take down our opponent by lying to him, or if we're even viewing everybody as our opponent. So I think that the thing that I really like about this, what he calls the star man, is that you can both be a star while you do it. You You can care for each other. You can have a sensible, maybe even a productive conversation. Yeah. Um, And at the end of it, you can hug and say, see you at Christmas and be happy about it. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. That's right. Yeah, so important to, to, to get to that component. One of the things I loved in your, in your piece, Lois, uh, was you, you kind of got to this, this whole idea of um, how, how, do we, how do we get to where we can have the, these conversations, even about the uncomfortable stuff, recognizing that we've been wrong in the past mm-hmm. and creating space so that we can be wrong either now or, or in the future and give the other person the same benefit of the doubt. So I think that that's incredibly important. And I think that now we sort of largely live in a state of denial where mm. if I think it, it's right. And if you don't agree with my thinking, you're wrong. And I think we have to get past that or there's nothing constructive. I know our politicians have to get that past that yeah. if we're going to move forward as a country and accomplish anything great. And I think – that part of being great is recognizing your own mistakes and learning from them and moving on. And so when he said that to me, that was really powerful to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I love that. I, you know, that we live in that instant certainty space. And uh, once we decide I'm right, you're wrong, the, the listening stops, the, the, que- the good questions stop, the curiosity stop. Uh, well, and thanks to all of the media that we're part of, too. Absolutely. It's really, really, really easy to listen only to people 
who think like you do. Yeah. To convince yourself that you're right based on the fact that there are other wrongheaded people who think that they're right too, kind of thing. Right. And so, I think if we <laughs> but they're all... knuckleheads and we're we're smart and enlightened, right? <laughs> exactly. So if we all could just step back and really mm. listen to each other, but do it while thinking the best of them. Yeah. Then they might still be wrong, but it would change the dynamic incredibly. Yeah, that's that's such an important part of it. And you look back through history, and you think of some of the things that were so certain. Uh, you know, whether it's old science of, you know, I mean, it used to be bloodletting was was a good way to heal somebody. Right. And that was that was the science of the day. And, of course, we look at that now and think, you know, how savage and how could they be so stupid? And Well, we don't even have to go back that far. So I've covered science for a long time in my career. And I cannot tell you how many topics I have written what science says. And then I've written the rebuttal <laughs> a couple of years later. Yeah. And we could even look back to COVID with that. Do you remember yeah. when WHO and the CDC told us, do not wear masks? Absolutely, do not wear masks. And then they said, do wear masks. And then they said, you don't have to wear masks. So, I mean, history is just laden with those moments, not just in science, but in general. So the earth truly isn't flat. We know now that That it's a globe. We've we've gotten around. We've seen it. It's marble-shaped. And everything is sort of a work in progress in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. so if we give each other the benefit of of the doubt, then we can grow, too. Yeah, I, I love that whole idea that you shared. Uh, we're all first drafts. Uh, Not mine. I wish I'd said it first, but <laughs> sadly, Angel beat me to it. Uh, a first draft is a good thing, and the other thing we always say is everyone needs an editor. Oh, no, <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, as we as we round it out, uh, what are some of the other things we ought to be thinking about in relationship to this as, as uh, we do gather uh, this week around the table? And as we start to look forward, obviously there's big challenges and big debates yet ahead uh, as a country and right here in our own community. So one of the things that I would hope and that I'm trying to do myself, but that I would hope other people are trying to do is look at your relationships within your family. Mm. Um, And not just from the star man point of view, but I did a story last year that still really kind of guides some of my thoughts. And it was about reconciliation with the family Mm. member. And if you are holding a grudge against a sibling or a parent or a child or a neighbor or whoever, maybe examine that grudge and figure out whether or not it would not behoove you to take the the first step to fix that. Because life is short, and it could be sweet or bitter, depending on how we approach it. And that that article really stuck with me about, I interviewed um, a guy who helps parents reconcile with their adult children. And I interviewed a woman who had been very separated from her brother for years, tons of resentment. And how much life better is when you just kind of figure out how to take those steps to mend those bonds, you know, those to bond and mend those rifts, I should say, is really important. Don't you like it when I come on the radio and fumble tongue for you? I'm a really (laughs) good speller. I do it all day long. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I just think that 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 looking at the people around you that you love and letting them know that you love them and that the petty grievances, we all have some real grievances. Sure. But the petty grievances, we do not have to carry. Those yeah. are pebbles we can set down. Yeah. Great stuff, as always. Lois Collins of the Deseret News. And uh, spot on, as always. Just remember, you only have to forgive once. To hold a grudge or a grievance, you have to relive it, recreate it every day. Uh, we talked yesterday about uh, we all ought to do what the president did yesterday for the turkeys. And grant not a political pardon, a personal pardon. Uh, and then hope someone else will do the same for us. Lois Collins, thanks for joining us today. Always Always a pleasure.
All right, we'll step aside. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.